Welcome to the Sports Analytics Podcast, your source of information you can use along your journey in the world of sports analytics. Through interviews with experts and thought leaders, we'll uncover how data science, artificial intelligence, and analysis tools are being used for competitive advantage in sports. We'll also explore industry trends and career opportunities. So now, hold on to your data, folks, because this program is ready to launch. It will take the computer a few moments to compile the information. Here is your host, Terry Frederick. Have you seen it? It is almost done and opening this upcoming NFL season. It has been described as wild and imposing all lit up. What is it? It is the new Las Vegas Raiders Allegiant Stadium that Allegiant Travel paid somewhere between 20 and $25 million to plaster their name on it. So here's a question. Are naming rights really worth that much money? Today, we take a little different path and look at the sports economics of stadium naming rights. My guest today is Dr. Michael Leeds, professor of sports economics at Temple University. He was on my show a few weeks ago where we discussed how sports teams are leveraging analytics. Here is the rest of our discussion where we explore the question, what is the value of stadium naming rights to sports teams? Here we go. One of the things that uh, I think you'll see about economists and naming rights, again, in and this is something we seem to have a lot in, in sports to play this role, is that we are very skeptical. Certainly, I am very skeptical about the value of naming rights to the purchasers. So the value of putting your name on a stadium. Um, that this is a study that uh, actually my wife and I, who my wife is also an economist, and this was the first project that uh, we actually did together because we were sitting um, at the breakfast table one morning and we're hearing a report. Uh, this was at a time when banks were kind of buying each other out seemingly every week. And you saw the name on uh, what is now the Wells Fargo Center, uh, seemingly changing from day to day. And it was the Core State Center, it was the First Atlantic Center, the First Union Center, um, the Wachovia Center. It was just all sorts of, you know, your name here, Center. Um, <laughs> yes. And they were, there was, they were speaking to a marketing expert, uh, the reporter was speaking to a marketing expert and the marketing expert was saying, Oh, this is brilliant. And it puts, uh, it's branding and it, uh, gets your, your name recognition, this, that, and the other, and how wonderful this move was. And my wife and I looked at each other across the breakfast table and said, this guy didn't once mention the word profit. And, at least to an economist, that's what it's all about. If you don't profit, why do it? Mm-hmm. And so we set about studying whether firms profit from the purchase of naming rights. And that's 
uh, not an easy thing to do. So we rely on, on a concept in finance known as the efficient markets hypothesis. And the efficient markets hypothesis simply says that people use all available information in an appropriate way. In terms of stock, this means, uh, to a great extent, this is why they say you can't beat the market. Mm -hmm. That companies like Vanguard are based on this notion of efficient markets. Then um, this whole idea of indexed funds. But they say you can't consistently beat the market, so what you want to do is kind of move with the market. Time for a short break. But before we do, here's a trivia question for you. There are two new NFL stadiums opening this upcoming season, and both have new naming rights deals. Allegiant Stadium, home of the Las Vegas Raiders, and SoFi Stadium, home of the Los Angeles Rams and Chargers. That leaves only four NFL teams that play in stadiums that don't have naming rights deals. Can you name the four teams and their stadium names? Find out after the break. I want to tell you about a sports analytics company that creates technology to help athletes and teams perform to their true potential. That company is Catapult Sports, the world leader in sports performance technology, providing wearable technology, video analysis, and athlete management solutions to over 3,000 teams in 39 sports around the world including 14 Major League Soccer teams, 29 NFL teams, and many NBA and Major League Baseball teams. Play smart with Catapult Sports. Learn more at catapultsports.com. Okay, before the break, the trivia question was, what are the four remaining NFL teams without stadium naming rights deals and the stadium names? Okay, here they are. The Chicago Bears, Soldier Field, your world champion Kansas City Chiefs, and that's Arrowhead Stadium, the Cincinnati Bengals, Paul Brown Stadium, and the Green Bay Packers, Lambeau Field. Back to my discussion with Dr. Michael Leeds on the value of stadium naming rights. So what we're saying is if a company does something or if there is some event that occurs that changes the value of a company going forward, people will act on that and they will act on it very, very quickly. And so you will see market prices of stock move with new information. And this is true in the stock market. This is true in the betting market, right? Again, why you sort of can't consistently beat the point spread. Um, which is a whole. I'd imagine it's true in this large market of daily fantasy sports as well. You're yes. looking for market efficiencies or inefficiencies yeah. to try to get that edge. Right. It's it's true on the daily commute to work. If you're driving, <laughs> yes. That, you know, why is it that the lane that I go into looked good before, but now it's no better than any other lane? Well, because everyone else is moving into that. Oh, lane. it's the typical grocery line. Oh, that line looks shorter. <laughs> yes, yes yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so, but, so the idea is that um, when 
there is a um, an announcement that the company is buying the naming rights. If this is going to be profitable, then large numbers of people will buy that company's stock and drive the price of that stock up. And they'll do it immediately. And so when you're looking at large numbers, like we are in, this, in the stock market, you're going to, you know, if it is going to be a good move, it should move the market price of the stock. Mm-hmm. Now, what makes this a little bit more difficult is you've got to separate out uh, a number of factors. One is what was happening to the stock all along. If you look before and after the announcement of naming rights and you see movement, the stock price goes up, maybe that signals that the purchase, the announcement was a good idea. The announcement of purchasing the naming rights was a good idea. But if the stock price had been going up steadily for the previous six months, then all you're seeing is a continuity of a given trend. So you've got to net out any pre-existing trend. Then Mm -hmm. you've got to worry about, well, the announcement was made on June 14th, but was there uh, information about this? Was information about this leaking out a week or two earlier? So you've got to control for that. And then you've got to worry, well, okay, suppose it went up one day, but then suppose it went right down the next day. How do we deal with that? So there there are lots of factors you have to kind of statistically account for. And once we did all that, we looked at about 54, I think it was, major league stadiums. So major league meaning baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. Um, And we looked at the announcement of naming rights when they were announced, and we kind of narrowed it down. Those consisted of uh, facilities where, one, we could identify a specific date uh, at which there was an announcement. So we could identify, okay, here's before and here is after. And we had to identify companies that were publicly owned, that had a stock listing. Um, And um, we then uh, looked at these stadiums and we found that of these 54 uh, stadiums, something like two or three showed a positive abnormal return. That is to say their stock price went up higher than you than it should have. Mm. Um, about twice that number, and again, very small number, went down. And the vast majority, 40 some odd out of 54, didn't show any statistically significant move. So why do teams do it? Well, teams do it because they can. Because the teams, 
But is there value in the the goodwill and the brand name? Company, the company does it. um, And again, this doesn't lose them money. I'm not saying that this is a bad move. Again, we found some evidence to the degree it moved, it moved negatively. But for the vast majority, there was no movement at all. And so what we're saying is that it's no better than doing anything else. It doesn't bring any net value to the company. Wow, very interesting. um, What we concluded, and again, this was was my wife, Eva, and and me, and actually a student of of mine, um, Irina Pistolet, uh, we found in this article that, uh, or we've concluded in this article, that... um, to, to be kind of glib about it, it's a guy thing um, that you can have only 30 owners of a Major League Baseball team. You can have only 32 owners of an NFL team. That's a very, very small club. If you can't be an owner of a team, what's the next best thing? Well, it's to put your company's name on the stadium. <laughs> uh-huh. Interesting. And, and I think it's kind of this, oh, wow, factor that, uh, again, uh, is sort of, uh, to a degree, a guy thing that they say, oh, you know, look, we've, you know, we've got our name now on, on, the, on the baseball stadium. And that concludes my discussion with Dr. Michael Leeds about naming rights. Very surprising. I mean, his research seemed to indicate that the millions of dollars companies spend to get their names on a stadium does not necessarily translate into profits. So why do it? Could it be just an ego thing? Okay, that does it for the show today. Hey, just a note. Some of you may have been expecting Tyler Heaps, the U.S. Soccer Federation Director of Sporting Analytics, on the show today. We had a little bit of a scheduling change, but he will be on the show soon. Here's a lineup of guests coming to the show. I'll be interviewing the CEO and Vice President of Optima Sports Analytics to talk about their player performance predictive modeling work that they're doing with the NFL and other professional sports teams. And I'll also talk to a representative from Catapult Sports to discuss how their wearable technology is helping to improve player and team performance. You can find show notes, summaries, and resources mentioned on the show at my website, terrylfrederick.com. That's T-E-R-R-Y-L-F-R-E-D-E-R-I-C-K.com. Please subscribe to my show. I'm in all the directories. A rating or comment helps me make the show better. Well, that does it for today. Thanks for listening.